Welcome to Book Pile Banter. This is Amberly with Sarah and Kim, and today we are continuing our trilogy war, and we are finally on the third book of the Skullamance with the Golden Enclaves. Uh, if you would like more information about the author, you'll want to go back to the first book, which is the Skullamance. She said with a question in her. A voice. deadly education. A deadly education. Thank you, Sarah. <laughs> and <laughs> Took me a minute there too. <laughs> yeah. And the plot for the Golden On Place is Elle has lost Orion by escaping the school. She struggles to process and mourn the truth, but the world doesn't wait for anyone. Lysol arrives, needing assistance with the London Enclave, setting off a chain reaction that leads Elle towards her life purpose. Okay, so starting with you, Sarah, what did you think of this book? Okay, wait, first off, I have a question. Yes. Like, did you know... Did you plan this? Plan what? I wanted to know the same thing. I know exactly what you're talking about. The, okay, so like you you had no idea what this book was going to be about then. I, I I'm really confused as to what I have somehow magically masterminded. So could you please? <laughs> it just the coincidence seems insane that this was accidental because in our last book that we read was the ones who walk away from Omelis. Which, like, when we read it, I thought it felt like a prologue or, like, an introduction to a deeper book, you know? And then we go to this book, which is basically, like, a deep dive on that concept with the yep, enclaves. Yep, yep. So, like, reading it, I was like, oh, my God, oh! I was so prepared for this. Oh, no, I did not. <laughs> I, I Funny, because no, you didn't even no. put the two together. No. I was reading this entire thing going, wow, we're going to have to ask Amber if she did this on purpose. But I knew, <laughs> I knew she had never read the other ones, so... Online or something that they mentioned that oh you know maybe it was inspired kind of by together, the queens. Yeah. No, 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 no. I no. I honestly, it it did not. And even now, like now that I've thought about, it, I was like, oh fucking gods, yeah. No, I know what you're getting at. Okay, so um, explain what we're talking about. Okay, Don't just, for anyone, just ramble anyone on, who unweirdly. doesn't know, uh, <laughs> reading the Golden Enclaves, the entire premise behind the Enclaves working the way they do the current enclaves is they have to sacrifice someone at the center of the enclaves and turn them basically into a mom mouth. So basically the slow loss of their life is the Malay, Malay magic. Malia. Yeah, Malia. Thank you. The Malia that powers the entire ability to have a void construct Which, that is the enclaves. Just to make it even clearer, they have to be mana only. So basically like totally innocent um mm -hmm. with their magic usage can never have like taken it from anyone else so again like omelis it's like the child um although it could be any age and um and the slow dying is like the worst death possible in the fact that they are crushing them very very slowly in a very horrible slowly. process so it's not just like they're wasting away like from sickness they are actively being crushed actually to death. killed while being kept alive with magic as much as possible. Yeah. So that they experience and, every single moment of it. And then they transform into Mawmouth and proceed to go around the world just ravenous because of the pain they experience. 
Um, but no, I did not. I did not do that on purpose. I wish I could claim that I did. That would have made me seem like some brilliant mastermind. But no, okay, so, I did so not even think of it. Skip to the end again in case somebody hasn't listened to the short story, uh, whatever it's called. So Better the short story. Me, my brain hurts um, today. The Ones Who Walk Away From O'Malis is an Ursula Le Guin story. It's our latest Rapid Reads book. And the entire premise is this utopian society is only able to exist because one child is kept, like, in a dark basement and required to suffer so the rest of society does not suffer. So, yes, and that's, that's yeah. the entire premise of that short story, is the what... Well, what not only that, mean? but that the people know in the city yes. that it's happening, yeah. which is semi-true with the enclaves because it's like the higher ups know but like the lower yeah. people don't necessarily know but but it was the, the same people... premise of we're gonna sit here with our blinders on and pretend like it's not yeah. happening um, or that it's necessary but, yeah but you've got to on some level know that something's happening somewhere in order to make this happen so yeah yeah so no i did not i did not mastermind <laughs> that i wish i had that would have been Oh, that would have been like a chef's kiss power move on my part. And then it would have you guys questioning everything I do. <laughs> Whatever things were late, you'd be like, man, is this Amberly pulling a power move again or not? No, no. <laughs> I should have just pretended like I did. Like, oh yeah, I totally did this. Except for you had, you, you didn't connect it, which is no, hilarious. I know. If if I had just been like, oh yeah, I totally did this. I would have had to have sit here and tell one of you guys like really spelled it out for me. And then withhold the oh shit moment as I realized that it was truly connected. <laughs> um. <laughs> no no i did not do that uh and i didn't even think of it but that's because i so it was really just an insane coincidence it, it was. was it was <laughs> it was a supremely insane coincidence um and i did not put it together because i was actually annoyed with the whole mouth mom mouth thing like i was like really we spent this entire time and we've gotten to this book and this is what we're going with um now what is possible is because this particular author likes to pull from fairy tales and folklore and all of that kind of stuff possibly both of these things interconnect some old fairy tale or folklore that i can't think of off the top of my head um well i mean yeah using purity to drive things that's that's not like a out there concept um i know well and I mean, that's why sacrificing i was like the virgin all of that it, it's it's a concept yeah um, it it wasn't amazing i mean we can go back to the lottery you know it, it it's the same thing um, yeah but yeah i i i spent the book going yeah well done amber even if you didn't do it purposefully <laughs> as i came in like ranting at you and you're just like yeah well done amber as i have no clue what i have done <laughs> it was funny. okay so back to the original question sarah what did you think of the book i had a lot of emotions throughout the book it's a bit of a roller coaster um i did really like it though in the end okay doesn't seem like you did so this will be interesting but um <laughs> i really 
I liked how everything, how she tied everything together. There were parts that, um, I'm not actually sure if it was this book or just because I've been a little bit more burned out with reading in general, but I will say that this book, like with the other two, Last Graduate and Deadly Education, like I start reading them and I don't want to stop at any point. I just read them all the way through. This book, like there was a part, like when she was with Lisa the whole time, I mean, granted she was going through a lot um, mentally. And so she was obviously grieving, uh, but like that part of it kind of started to, I don't know wear on me like I just kind of started to get a little bored I guess um but then when they got back to the skull amounts and then the Orion stuff and all that then I just kind of got invested in, in it again it for me like the big struggle was it felt like we had a lot of setup in the last two books and then the author said eh, I'm gonna take you out of the school and we've got to do a whole nother round of world building before we can even get to any semblance of what a true plot is going on here. Um, and so it was really frustrating at the beginning that we had to learn how the, you know, how the enclaves work. We have to go through the entire process of learning about who Orion's parents actually were because there was no way to interact with them before now. Um, you know, we had to go to Beijing. I think we hit almost every continent on the freaking planet before we actually got back to like, oh, and then and then what should have been like the pivotal thing, going to the Skullamance to retrieve Iron Orion. Iron? God, I cannot speak today. Um, retrieve Orion and it was like such a like anticlimactic moment. Like he was just sitting there. But that kind of makes like it more parts surprising because you expect it to be much more like dramatic like rescue and it's just like they're walking around they don't see anything and then suddenly he's there as soon as we were less than 50 percent of through the book and it said the scholomance is the chapter is like oh i'm gonna be disappointed in this um i mean probably because the main point wasn't to get orion out i mean that's what l wanted but like the story itself is called the golden enclaves this is going to be about the enclaves orion is just a side quest so, like, I, I kind of didn't want it to be all built up to, like, getting to Orion, and then at the very end of the book, it's like, oh! Two books! Two books building that up, though! Building what up? That Orion had disappeared? Because he didn't disappear no, until like, the end of the second book. Everything dealing with the Skolomance. In this entire book, the Skolomance is in the very middle, for brief, and then towards the very end. Yeah, so, like, because and that's they're the outside entire... of it. I know, but that's the entire so you have to build up the world around it. Trilogy, or else the people are just like what standing outside, and then suddenly they're back in the Skolomance. I'd be really annoyed. I'd be like, all that work to get out of it, and then they just go straight back in and spend all their time there. I just feel like some of this world building could have come earlier when they were in the Skolomance, and that was their I don't main... know. I don't know. Like I don't know if it needed to happen before they were in the Skolomance. I don't know. The pacing on all of it was weird to me. I mean, so the pacing me, did feel... Oh, sorry. I was going to say, to me, it felt like this either should have been the first two books, They maybe she should have started a year sooner in the school and made that a trilogy and done a story over three books there and then did a different set of books for the Enclaves. Or... All of this should have been condensed down in one book because 
there is in every single one of these books there was a lot of time spent either wandering halls or wandering through parks or and discussing every little aspect of whatever i don't know i skipped part of it at the end because i was so tired of her, her of her talking about wandering through uh, a park that was you had to do everything in the exact right order in order to end up where you were going to go and we spent you know 30 pages I, I'm, I'm exaggerating but we spent pages and pages and pages wandering around trying to break our way in to then just go oh wait a minute it has to all be done in the right exact order and then we have to start wandering around to go do it in the right exact order there, there was a lot of filler in this and I'm, I'm not sure if it was filler to blow it out to three books or if it should have been two separate trilogies but yeah the pacing on it was was really not good and it had a lot of moments in this book that easily could have been like the big thing that were just kind of like plot points like the whole thing with beijing that easily could have been like a major moment and and like this is supposed to be one of her allies and it's just the next thing we have to do before we get to the next step. Um, but I also, I really struggled with, she really did not give us time to actually care about any of these secondary characters. If they did not help Elle, they just like, she just kept putting them off screen. It's like, oh, I need you to do this with Elle. Okay, I'm done. You're done doing this with Elle. Let me sit you over here until I need you again. But I'm not going to mention you until I need you again. <laughs> and so it... <laughs> I don't know. It was weird. What did you well, guys think of, I mean, of the characters? Well, they're all spread out now, right? Because they all went home. So, and we do get, I don't know how to pronounce your name, Adaya or whatever. Um, we do see her a little bit. It takes yeah. a while to get to her. But she conveniently, she uses Adaya when she needs to move. And then it's time for Elle to do the next big thing. And Adaya's like, I'm going to stay here with Liu. And so, like, conveniently, she's set aside until she needs Adaya again. And then, magically, Adaya and Liu arrive in time to help Elle. <laughs> I mean, Elle is the perspective character. I know. Um, she even mentions at one point that, like, at least for her, um, how do I phrase it? She is again mentally not in a great place and for a lot of this book the only person she can see or really think about is orion so when it's a narrative from her perspective in this state it, i i i don't know why we would get a lot of a detail on these secondary characters who are kind of probably in her perception she's not really paying a whole lot of attention to them it's like they're there they are trying to keep her on the straight and narrow so she kind of acknowledges them as they directly interact with her but then she is doing her own thing like they are not driving her she is she has her goals that she's focused on it just made the story weak for me you have to really rely on l and an investment in l to keep going forward well i mean at this point you should be invested in l or why are you even still reading because it's always been l's story like there have been side characters but they're not yeah but we there's side plenty characters. of other books that have like their character and we still get like development of side characters and side stories we don't get that here even with orion there isn't a whole lot of like 
this takes place over like five days i know i just like i said this last book like the first two i was the first one i loved the first second one when i read it the first time i loved it then the second time i wasn't so sure but this one i read it and i was like this does not feel like it is the same book as the other two and it's really relying on very particular things to carry me through it and those weren't the things carrying me through it in the first two well, I suppose two or also not like the number two or, or going to a place, but I suppose that the first two books are very focused again on Elle and her development. And the third book is more focused on the world of magic that she lives in. Um, because again, this is a deep dive on the enclaves. Um and just how magic works in general. And so if you do get invested in those parts of the world, um, it's still a very interesting read. But if you are not interested in that, um, then obviously there's not as much to keep you invested in this book, especially if you're really just reading to like, if you're hoping for like a big, reunion with like orion and like just i don't know the whole relationship but relationship stuff relationship stuff well, so and then that's i think that's the other thing that like drove me nuts is we get through all of this all of this development with orion and orion is nothing more than a mama he's a oh a mama and that that pissed me off honestly because like Orion always possessed this otherness to him, this outsiderness, even though he was popular. And now it's like, oh, well, he was always that because he was never really a human. Well, except for he was, though, because he did come out of it. He he does have this particular ability, but it, it was very clear in the end that he is no longer that. Um so they managed to fix that it was kind of vague on how it was fixed other than she they told him to stay um you're already dead yeah yeah she killed but, the mawmouth part of him yeah and then she but, used the spell to anchor i think you know, ultimately the human you have to part of him to, con to continue to remember that this was from the beginning all about contrasts or opposites and yeah he was always going to be the opposite of her and and one of the things you kept talking about was how annoyed you were going to be talking to amber um yeah about the fact that you know she's evil she's evil l is bad l is bad and then we're going to find out she was actually good um which in contrast he was good 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 mm -hmm. and then we find out he was evil it was always going to be, I, I, I called it from early on in the first book. This is yin and yang. This is, this is contrast. Yeah. This is good and evil. Um, and but spinning those perceptions. So empty. Because he was a mom mouth, like literally empty. <laughs> yes. And no, like, like there was that, but also like the development of his oppositeness was so. But empty this this writer has a particular way of writing and it's 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 not 
what do I want to say? He was meant to be outside of of even us even engaging in him and as a character because we were it, it, that's what the writer was going for. It, it, was that it was what a, she was going for, or was it if she had actually made us re, like learn more about him, we would have figured this all out way, way further, and there would have been absolutely pointlessness to his books. Um, I, I, no, I think it's writing style because it applies to every other aspect. That's why we don't have okay. you know this this deep in dive into these secondary characters. It's like Sarah was saying, this is all about L. This is L's story. This is the this is the character we were supposed to look at, engage in, and evaluate. Give me just a second. I'm going to mute for a second. Okay. <laughs> She's yelling at Ronan for listeners. <sighs> Sorry. He was licking his feet again and it was driving me insane. Um, but no, I, th- I think it's a writing choice that the writer very distinctly made. And I think if I were to go back and read it again, which I don't have time to do that sort of thing, I would be able to step away from the story a little bit more and curtail my desire to know more about the other characters because i really did i wanted to know orion better i wanted to know um leo's and ads i don't i don't know how to say her full name but um yeah i i I wanted more of them but i think especially since it stretched through three books this was a very definitive choice on the writer's part I didn't love it, but again, I suffer from second character syndrome. They often keep me in a story. <laughs> um, main characters have never been my fascination, so while I I did find Elle fascinating in the first book, by the third book, I was like, oh my god, could you please stop assuming that you're the big bad evil? Could you just take five seconds to go actually talk to your grandmother? She finally did, but it took three-fourths of a story, and realized <laughs> that the woman set you up the entire time. I mean, to be fair, the prophecy wasn't necessarily wrong. No. If she had been discovered, she could have easily been corrupted into that sorceress. So it's not like she was always destined to be good. I know. Well, and I will say, at the very least, I was going to be like, oh my god, the grandmother going to be like, yeah, you did bring evil to all the enclaves. Orion followed you everywhere. But it wasn't quite that, so I was glad. <laughs> well, my question is, how much did the mother know because you know there was this whole thing of the grandmother kind of spun the prophecy the way she it's kind of it's kind of like in avengers when uh uh sorcerer supreme whatever his name is dr strange dr strange he like looks at all of the possibilities and then goes this is the one that has to happen because this is the only one that will succeed she did kind of the same thing. The grandmother, yeah. she's like, oh, there's all these possibilities. This is the one that's going to succeed. Um, and this the is mom, what I have to do to set that on the way. Right. And the mom grabbed Elle and disappeared with her. And if she hadn't, if she had gone into an enclave, um, the, the, uh, you would have found the New her. York, they would have gotten a hold of her a lot, a lot sooner and things would have not gone well because they could have then corrupted her in the way that her mother was working so hard to prevent her from being corrupted um and teaching her even if it was uh fought every step of the way teaching her to to so you know yeah because i mean even if 
Oh. No, go ahead, Sarah. So say even if she wasn't destined to be an evil sorceress, like it doesn't she was still had all the temptation to like pull the malia from things and she, all of her spells that come to her are still super destructive and again super easy for bad things to happen so i don't know it makes sense to me that she would have thought that she wouldn't have realized that her grandma had been playing her so yeah yeah and what i was gonna say is i think i don't think the mother actively knew that the grandmother was playing her I think she always oh, yeah. thought no, L was the price to her and the father's request. Yeah. So she thought that it was always L was the payment. She just didn't know how L was the payment. And she could only hope, because she knew what the Golden Enclaves was supposed to be about, was to keep L from going bad in order to actually fulfill the payment to get the books. Although she did seem very shocked when Elle showed up with the books. I think, yeah, I think she was legitimately shocked. But I think the mother worked in this weird, like, I want to say La La Land, where when she, when they made the spell, she didn't know that Elle was going to end up being the, the price. I'm putting quotations around that. Because she didn't know she was pregnant. Then she lost the father. And I'm guessing... Okay. Yeah, and, like, I don't know, was functioning under some belief that she needed to, like, counterbalance this all and leave a particular life in order to actually be worthy of getting the Golden Enclaves. Even though she didn't think she was ever going to get them. And she forced Elle to live this perspective. Um, and that... Right, what but made I, what I'm saying is I think the mother was very aware of the balance of life positive negative all of that and, yeah. and even l was aware aware of it because she talked about in the first book about how she was a direct reflection of her mother's goodness and how powerful and evil she was and so when i say the mother kind of knew what was happening and and was was playing the game also that's kind of what i mean the mother knew that she had to counteract what was put forth, whether it had anything to do with the golden yeah, enclaves or not, I I think it had to do with raising a child, and um, yeah, doing the best you can to get a child that has a possibility of making bad decisions that will have strong repercussions, and doing everything you can to make sure that they're at least have the foundation for making the right decisions. Yeah, because maybe she thought that just the open bargain had like failed or whatever and then losing arjun was like penance or you know punishment for that already and then she also had to you know make sure that small child didn't do terrible things but without the expectation that the actual enclaves would ever that book would ever show up yeah um i don't know a part of me doesn't care enough <laughs> which is awful um I don't know. It's just like I I wanted uh, I just okay. think you had much different expectations for this book. So the, the I got to the end of it and the only thing I could think of was it reminded me of how I felt when I got to the end of the Harry Potter series where my expectations 
were here and the results were here. And it, it was almost... Nobody can see your hands. Yeah, I was like... Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I had really high expectations as to what the ending would be. And the endings ended up falling short. Almost to the point where we had Harry Potter. And it was, the answer is love. And in this case, the answer is, you were already dead. I just, like... It left me with the same... Uh, I invested in that kind of feeling. So. Well, I, I would argue that uh, this this book managed a much better, better ending than Harry Potter I mean, did. At least the solution was not love. <laughs> if it had been, Orion, you need to become not a mom mouth because I love you, I might have gagged. <laughs> <laughs> My love will save you, Orion. Thankfully, it was not that. It was that, uh, hey, dude, you're dead. Like, yeah, uh, a, a little bit better than the answer is love. <laughs> but, because Sarah got really quiet on all of that. <laughs> I mean, I've just been sitting here listening. I can't get more quiet than quiet. No, I know. I was, I was saying you're just sitting here listening, so I, I don't know. You it's like, just don't like, have a response I'm just back. thinking. I'm just thinking of the experience of reading that scene. I'm like, yeah, I guess that's one way to interpret it. <laughs> it's like one of the more emotional scenes, and you're just like, oh, whatever, he's just dead. It's like you're dead, but stay anyway and protect the children of the world, which is like what he had always wanted to do. And it was like reminding him of that human connection and just. I using this honestly as soon as the mother was like yeah or as soon as Elle realized that the mother had killed Orion as an embryo and then merged him with a mom mouth I was like you've negated any humanity in this this person he he never had humanity it's it's like a weird changeling kind of situation where you've turned this person who doesn't know social cues and doesn't understand how to do things and you've just turned him into this like automaton didn't end up that way though i know but it's really hard to actually believe that how much of that is actually purely orion and that isn't just l pushing her magic into him to turn him into what she perceived him as but you so see he's him really a he wakes up around l like he becomes he starts to become his own person and he has like this own self-awareness beyond just being like and an empty does, monster like he chooses to stay he didn't have to choose to stay i know it just as soon as as soon as that scene happened as soon as the explanation as to how he was turned into it it negated any potential emotions i had towards orion and orion staying at that point i i didn't care it just felt off it that's just, a shame i i liked orion's story i would like to have had orion more in throughout the three books um but i liked how he ended i liked the fact i liked the whole scene of um them in the in the gym and they're talking and he's going to be there every every school year he's going to protect the kids um but then during the summer months he's going to go off with l and they're going to do their thing and 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 they're going to have fun i liked it i liked the ending i didn't like the middle 
So honestly, like that, they were like, oh yeah, and then there's the summer. I was like, wait, but the Skola Bands doesn't have summer. It was term to term. So you're just mad. But they're changing it, so I assume. I know. I I mean, they're widening the rooms and everything, so obviously they could just rewrite when the terms begin and end. Like I know. It just, like, I don't know. It that felt like you just to... at certain at a certain point you got disappointed and then you didn't yes. want to like this book yes no matter yes. what happened oh. yes no unequivocally i got to a certain point and i was like really that's what's going down this is what we were doing and i'll be honest the start of it was when lysol and uh lysol <laughs> hooked, up, hooked up the first time and it's not because i was like oh she was with orion um it was like, why is she doing this? And then they hooked up the second time. And I was like, really? Are we, like, trying to do polyamory without actually... No, you know, I you, know, you, the you healthy... mentioned something about that. Yeah. And no, that was that was not what was going on there. That There, there was no was representation was there. It in is, a very bad grieving. place. And people, when they grieve... Well, one, everybody like, responds differently. But two... two and, and and it was actually said in the book quite explicitly to be able to feel herself again was necessary, meaning physically fe- feeling her own body, um, in order and to I, yeah. And the experience was entirely described as like physical. It wasn't. She didn't care about Lisa. She doesn't even like her. It's just that feeling. That's what she needed to just clear her mind and. Like, and that's how she interacted alive. with everybody. It's just Lisa chose to make it a physical thing. Because as she made friends, as she as she made her little pact with the, the the two other girls, it was, I don't even really like this person, but yeah, okay, I guess I like you now. And I guess, and then they become the fastest of friends and they're willing to sacrifice themselves for each other. It, it's it's how Elle interacts with people. Orion was the same way. Don't She's like just how like, Elle I don't interacts like with you. people. <laughs> well, yeah, that's fine. I, I, I think Elle, for somebody who was told from a very young age you're going to destroy the world um i i thought she had pretty realistic interactions with with the people around her she didn't trust anybody and she didn't like anybody because she thought she was going to ruin them anyway i know i just that's when that book's this book started to deter me is i was like what is happening and why and i went l really has very limited growth and I get she was grieving. I get all of that. I get people grieve differently. Um, but it just, at that was the point where it started to lose me. And then it just kept going from there. So by the end, I was like, okay, that's an ending. I'm not sure that's what the ending that I would have wanted two books ago. When I, you know, finished A Deadly Education was like, where is this going? Um, this isn't where I thought it was going. And it was, eh. Well, I mean, the problem that's originally posed in a deadly education is not so much, well, I mean, obviously there's Elle, her issues. She's been fated to kill every, all the conclaves, and there's the whole looming graduation threat. But the actual problem in these books is that all the children are being killed by mouths. Like, that is the root evil that's going on here. And so the Golden Enclaves, it's like, this is a way to protect the children. And you're also, you know, eliminating some of the worst mouths, being the mom mouths, um, and fixing the Enclaves. Well, if they want to be fixed. And if they don't want to be fixed, they're going to get pushed 
in that direction. Um, so, I mean, it, it does address the major problem that was posed in the first it's book. Just, I don't know. It just, it didn't, it wasn't satisfying. Uh, I do need to pause this real quick. But yeah, I, I fully recognize that my expectations are probably absurd. My, I totally, I'm totally pulling a Sarah here and just saying, I just didn't like it because, <laughs> and I fully <laughs> recognize that. <laughs> Not to like throw you under the bus there, Sarah, but I totally get that I am pulling a, yeah, just, just not, it's not right. It just doesn't fit the way I wanted it to. Yeah, well, the optimal <laughs> word in all of this is for you. For you. Yeah. It didn't work for you. Yeah. 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 I, I fully recognize yeah. that. So, if, are there other elements? Okay, oh, now, I gotta know. What were you guys' feelings on the drug use? Because you guys, like, really gave the Poppy Wars, like, as good, like, dig-in because of that. Oh, my God. You you talked about that to me, and I was, like, when it got to it, it was, like, three seconds of the book. It was, like, nothing. And it wasn't even really... And it wasn't even necessarily an addictive substance that they were no. using. It was just a mind-altering one to get them through the place. Um, it's still a drug. Yeah. Yes, it is, but it's not and chronic it drug use. It's referred to as a drug, but it, it was not. Yeah, it's totally not even the same. Uh huh. Uh -huh like, of this not. is what Amber was talking about. Yeah, I was. There was no danger that Elle was going to like hole up in a little house and just keep drinking this drug to uh, escape her problems. And there was no descriptions of just falling over onto the floor and puking and 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 yeah. No, no it, it romanticized it as like you know this a weird trip where you have to face your thing. And you romanticized it. It was so disgusting then, she could barely swallow it. I just mean like it. It like I don't know. I, I just you guys gave so much shit about drugs that I had to funnel it up in this one that it does have drugs in it. Even oh if it's God. minor, but if I remember correctly, you guys were like, I don't like drugs even when it's minor in a book. So I, I just. Okay. It was literally like two paragraphs. It was my more than two thing paragraphs. I don't like is cigarettes. Okay. That's the one I really okay. don't like. But then, or drug addiction in the main character, because it's just, I just don't want to read about them going through that. I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. Maybe that's a healing process for some people or an interesting thing for people to read about, but I don't like it. And especially okay. when it's a character you're attached to and then they suddenly go down that road. It's like watching a loved one do that. I don't want to go through that. <laughs> this was okay. drinking one hallucinogenic substance, walking through an a under reality sort of place and then leaving. Okay. Okay. So, because you guys liked this better than I did, what what things did you guys want to discuss that you did like that we haven't discussed yet? Because oh. I can continue to pull things that I want to discuss that I didn't like, but I'd like to give you guys the chance to like. But I I, I think we've been talking about it already. Um, okay. As far as what we liked and what we didn't like. Um, but yeah, I, I mean. Because I was going to go negative. Um, you, you asked me to talk positive. It could have been written better, but I really liked it. So, uh, okay. but 
when you and I were talking this afternoon or last night, I can't remember which, and I was still in the in the in the midst of it, I was not. That would have been last night. That would have been last night. Yeah. Um, I wasn't liking it much at all. I liked the ending. The ending pulled it together for me really well. I, I really enjoyed it. It was um I wouldn't say it was overly emotional. I didn't have that, oh, you know, it all ended up well and she's gonna she's got this great but I did like um that scene with the two of them and it was just going to be them figuring out their lives in the future. I, I did like it. I thought was it, it played out well. I thought it was the four of them. The four no, of two them. of them. Oh, I thought, I thought I thought Liu and and Ada were no. in the gym too. No. Maybe they stepped out for a bit. They were initially. Um, I don't think so. Yeah, because they tell they tell El. Well, yeah, only come... well, El was the only one who went into the Scolomans while they were renovating. Yeah. To talk to oh, Ryan. okay, okay. I could have sworn that there, said there was about a scene them all I think. the Pinnock. Okay, uh, oh. it, it, before that, yeah, and. and yeah, I don't remember the details of it. it the, a... the two of them basically said, yeah, we're going to do this with you, but we don't plan on doing it forever. Yeah. We're just going to do it until we're no, we no longer want to be doing it. And Al said, okay, that works for me, and that's understandable. And then Orion, I could have sworn it then shifted, and it could be at that point. I was just trying to get done. Um, <laughs> Orion then confirmed that he wanted to do it as well when it was summertime. And I thought that was like the gist of the ending yeah but i liked it that's what i'm saying I yeah no, that's fair that's fair Yo, okay, you didn't see anything okay so was there anything else you guys wanted to discuss or did you guys want to head into ratings well, there was one thing about this book that I liked. Um, okay. And the one thing, one of the things that I liked, because uh, that makes it sound like it was the only thing, um, was, okay, so when I read the, the the first one, which I always want to call Last Graduate, but obviously it's not, um, no. A Deadly Education, I thought that the world that she created, the author, not Elle, obviously, um, was very interesting was very different with like the sense of how dangerous it is with all the malls mm-hmm. um and how like how like malicious the universe is that it's mm-hmm. doing all these things and then you get to the third book and you learn that the real cause of all the malia and the maleficaria maleficaria whatever um is just other wizards using malia and it's been like a human created problem the whole time Especially the mom mouths, because that's completely unnecessary. Um, All and like, yeah, it's just, <laughs> yeah, and it's just caused by people wanting shortcuts, making things easier for themselves, and they don't notice the problems. And it's just kind of borrowing from the future because it's just going to affect the children. And it's like, gosh, but uh, Sounds familiar. and like the like universe itself, it. yeah. I like the fact that at the end it was fully acknowledged that even though they had this grand solution and that L could do it, there was enough of uh, this, this disassociation from the reality of their lives that it really wasn't a solution that people were still going to take the easy route. 
Yeah. Instead yeah. of or not an immediate yeah. solution. Yeah, like but they'd be fighting it together, for the rest of their lives. Yeah, instead of working you together mean, and gathering up the power they needed in order to to do the the the, the good solution, um, they would always take the easy route. Plus, they'd have to make sacrifices, you know, like you know, all their comforts and yeah, smaller enclaves. Oh no, have to live in smaller houses. <laughs> it's like, wouldn't it just be better to let a bunch of children die? You know, yeah. destroy the future. Which, Listen, but obviously, that's not something that future, we in so. this world would ever understand. That ever. <laughs> oh man. We always um, put the children first. But uh, yeah, so I enjoyed that have, part of the book. <laughs> have Have you guys heard? I don't know which Senate it is, other than it's in the United States. But I don't know if it's like the Senate or like if it's a state Senate. Um, but now banning books in schools is not just good enough they are now going after public libraries there has been a bill yeah, those two that was always going to be the thing if people oh, didn't realize that which a lot of them don't it's like and then after that they'll go after the people themselves like come on it's the and fascist no, this, is, book. this is not at the federal level it would it, it can't happen at the federal level those yeah, are yeah, state laws and one of it's the probably tennessee florida um, yeah, because Tennessee yeah, just did those bans on the tr the drag shows and stuff. Um, Which so so stupid. Did anybody so, see so John stupid. Stewart's takedown of that? Oh that one? yes, he to protect the children. Fucking brilliant! It was just. I'm like, glad he's gotten a little active again because he went quiet there for a while and things got real bad. <laughs> like, well, you know what? And I like the fact that he's in a position where he just doesn't give a shit anymore. He's gonna say yeah. what he's gonna say. And, um, you know, if, if I'm a huge fan of John Stewart, I think he's brilliant. Um, when he found out that they weren't going to protect the first responders after September 11th, oh yeah, that's I when all that. the gloves came off, and he was just like, "I am done with you people. I am not sugarcoating this anymore. I'm not on a TV show. Nobody's paying me money. I'm going to do what is right, and I'm going to say what's right." And yeah, I love the man. Yeah, he's brilliant. But yeah, I just, I, I just had to, I was like, oh, really? Now the public library is cool. I'm glad I get to be, you know, an advocate on that front at some point. Um, Hopefully no time soon, since California is less likely to go say. that route. As long as people keep voting. That's, well, it just depends on where I'm living, when I'm living. Oh, um, that's true. So, and, and it's still... Then. It, it's still like it, it's this weird thing like obviously it doesn't necessarily affect public libraries that i work in but public libraries in general are very community like based which means there is a lot of networking and advocating even for those that aren't actually like directly within your library and figuring out what your library can do to actually help those communities that are suffering um so the prime example being that the um Brooklyn Public Library, when all of this first started happening, said, oh, well, fine, we're waiving fees and all teens, all young children can get a free library card for digital services so they always have access to this stuff. Um, and that was nationwide, right? Like, they didn't yep. have yes. to live in New York? Yeah. Yeah, they didn't have to live in New York. And usually if you are out of state and you want, because the Brooklyn Library has really good digital services, um, and so you could pay, and I think they've stopped it for now. Um, they aren't offering it, but it used to be that you could pay like a $60 out-of-state fee to have access to their their public digital content. Um, 
and then they said, oh, if you're going to take things away from children, if you're going to restrict what they're going to read, if you're really going to push this ban, then fine. We're going to make it free for them. We want to make sure teens always have. And so that's where it's like all of this stuff is happening. And I very much recognize the fact that working in a library setting, it's not it's not as nuclear as people like to think. It's not just your library. Libraries are constantly looking at each other, seeing what they're doing, seeing what they're doing to innovate, who needs help. It, it, it's a it's a it's a a giant community, um, even if it functions on a very nuclear level at times. So, yeah, I'm just I'm excited for that. <laughs> excited for the book bands? No, no exciting for the community. Excited for the, the, <laughs> I, no, okay, my excitement is sarcasm. I'm not oh. really excited. That was sarcastic excitement. I'm excited for sarcastically worrying about having to become an advocate for that. Okay, thing. got um, you. Because your sarcastic tone did not come through there at all. I realized that is, as you guys, I was like, <laughs> I don't think that sounded sarcastic enough. So then I was like, what are you excited about? Because I thought you had moved yeah. topic from the whole book banning thing to something else and I just missed it. And I was like, no, I'm no, I'm not excited. I'm not excited that we have to continue to make this kinds of advocating because it's the same thing as when um and this is the other thing that's coming at risk is privacy concerns as well um making sure that we don't have anything that people can easily access people's information um but surely you knew that was always a thing before you went into becoming a yes i knew it was a thing it's always going to be a constant non-stop fight I will say three years ago, I did not expect that, you know, schools would legitimately oh. be pulling books off of shelves and pulling books okay, out. Okay, so, so I, I, I'd assumed that this history was covered when you went to library school. Mm-hmm. Libraries. Um, it's always been a thing. It's always been the librarian saying, no, you're not going to come yes. search, our, search our computers because you think this person is researching things yeah. on the public computer yeah, no, no. okay that i expected I... yes i i very much had classes that discussed that but it was discussed in the this is how we handle it now because this happened in the past tense and it was a discussion of how we always have to advocate for what our spaces are used for that we have to always advocate for access i was not expecting it to turn into a actively legislative levels banning material kind of advocating i i wasn't expecting it to this degree because it was always talked as past tense in my schooling yeah i feel like especially in recent years it's just um you really learn that progress is like two steps forward one step back in the most ideal situation and not two steps forward and five steps back when the nazis take over but (laughs) um you know hopefully that's not what um timeline we're on fingers crossed um please vote people i i started schooling pre-pandemic i really did not go into schooling with the world's pre-pandemic but post-trump i mean i feel like that was really where it was clear that our government processes are very vulnerable to fascism and um we are okay. hanging on by a thread. Okay. <laughs> now that we have completely and utterly deviated from the point but of the not episode. not really, because it's kind I of... Yes, yeah. It, it segued because it segued on purpose. Well, not on purpose, but like there was a path and we followed that path. Um, 
Anything else you guys wanted to mention, or do you guys want to go into the ratings? Let's go into the ratings. Looking at you, you, Sarah. I know, I'm just thinking of all the points that I've been thinking of before this book, or before this recording, after reading the book. I think we touched on everything. Although, I will probably be taking a shower tomorrow and be like, oh, fuck it, I wanted to talk about that. Because that <laughs> definitely <laughs> happened with, like, Harrow, I think. Um, <laughs> and... I don't think Kim... I don't think Kim could have handled you talking about more points on Harrow. <laughs> she I mean, I do want to say episode oh. and went, mm, I can't listen, <laughs> I to this. listen to it. Yeah. I'm sorry. I ruined everything, but I do want to say not about Harrow. Um, <laughs> I just, I, with our trilogy war, we have two characters of like mass destruction who are just morally uh -huh. completely different. Cause Rin is just like, I will commit genocide. I will definitely do that. I am pissed and I'm going to kill those babies. And then we've got Elle who's like, I am pissed off, but I can't hurt anyone because it's not going to stop. So I just thought that that was kind of a little interesting. Again, probably unintentional, but those two series, um, how that worked out tickled me. Uh, no, at that one, I was probably a little bit more intentional on my part because I did pick the Poppy Wars and I had already read a deadly education and i already knew that we were kind of sure this. sure this was intentional i don't no, trust no, you because <laughs> i i knew that we were looking at l who was a potentially evil not evil kind of thing we were then looking at gideon and harrow who were again like not like whatever straight narrow path and it was like okay well what do i want to read and i was like oh the poppy wars this whole compliment but be completely different than everything and we've got this nice kind of so now i do not believe she didn't pick the the short story by ursula Le Guin on purpose <laughs> i i just I, I will never believe a word she says again okay <laughs> i am a mastermind i slowly manipulate you guys towards what i want to discuss all right as i dig my feet in because i just don't want to go anywhere <laughs> i think you manipulated me into Anathem. <laughs> I don't think I mean, it was manipulation is all out. Yeah. We're it was more like, this. I want to do Anathem. And then you're like, mm, we need another choice. And then my defeatist attitude just kicked in. I'm like, well, that's not going to happen anymore. So whatever. <laughs> and then you started reading and I was like, how dare you start reading this? Fine, we're doing it. <laughs> I told you I wanted to read it. So I was like, well, fine. I'll just have to read it in between the other books. <laughs> Guys, like you did not give me a chance to. to you are not it. gonna like that book. I don't think. Probably not. But that's okay because I'll just come back with my own choice that I know you will not like. You've already. Oh, I guess you technically haven't gotten revenge on me because Gideon and Harrow weren't technically your choices. <laughs> but like, I have said this repeatedly. I, I know. chose I Gideon. I just. I, I it seems Gideon. so malicious. I just have trouble believing that it's true whereas that i do believe that it really would do it <laughs> uh, okay okay so let me share the screen let me pull that up share okay can you guys see that okay? you know what though oh yes i was gonna say it's not so much that kim chose gideon and harrow it's the fact that you you amberly you are forcing me to continue reading it when i really don't want to you didn't give yep. me a choice. So yep. really, it's you inflicting the pain. Yep. 
And I'm going to inflict more pain. This is how this works. Undoubtedly. I give you pain. You try to retaliate back with little things. And I just come back punching harder. One of these days I'm just going to show up to the recording. Not not have read it. (laughs) Okay. So, Sarah. We'll start with you first. No, Kim. We're going to start with Kim first. Sorry. Kim, what was your rating for theme or plot? Um, and remember, decimals are your friend. Yeah, I'm just, I'm looking at the numbers. Do you leave the long pauses in the recording, Amberly, when it comes to our ratings, where we just, like, have yes. these long silences yeah. of agony <laughs> yeah. as we try to decide? Yeah. No, our poor <laughs> listeners. Okay, so I'm going to go with a four again. I, I think okay. it's pretty, pretty the same, the same. Characters. Characters. I'm gonna give it a three point five. I liked Elle a little bit better in this one, but I wish there would have been better characters uh, development for everybody else. Satisfying ending. I really liked the very ending. Um, so we'll go with four and a half. Four point five for any of those who just suddenly went. Why did you do a fraction? Good mechanics. <laughs> uh. I'm gonna go two and a half on that one. Okay. When I'm when I'm doing this on pages, swiping pages because <laughs> I just got to get through this shit. Uh, yeah, that's not. Oh, great. I'm familiar with that. On Sunday. <laughs> uh, unpredictable. Um, I, I, yeah, I'm gonna go three again. I I knew exactly how this was gonna play out from book one. Okay, so that gives it with a total of seventeen point five points from Kim. Five, which means you've given this overall series. Oop, I gotta add a new sheet. Just a second. Did you recover our numbers from that one? I did, yes. Oh, okay, good. Just a second. There we go. So, is Kim, Sarah, Amber, yes, the Swoman. Scola, man, I can't spell. Wow, yeah, Scolo, not Scola. Well, I'll <laughs> fix it later. And Poppy War. Okay, so that means your total for this series was 55.5 points. Five points. Okay, Sarah. What was your rating for theme or plot? I'm going to have to really be careful. Sorry, I'm actually looking at the Locktune series. I'm like, mm, I'm going to have to not go above two points if I want to keep it below 20. Um, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I have no goal. <laughs> <laughs> I will rate it according to my feelings, which probably won't be great, uh-huh. but, you know. Um, wow. Okay, Golden Mountain Cliff. Theme or plot? <laughs> I really like the themes throughout this series, and I feel like the last book tied the themes that she was, the author was aiming for up really well, so I'm going to give it a five. Okay. Characters. Um, I am going to give this one a 3.5 as well, because uh, while I like Elle, I was... Ultimately, I was satisfied with Orion's story, but I was disappointed at first, but I was mostly just annoyed with, like, Liesl being there, and then 
we get like Alfie and other characters that just haven't really <laughs> shown up before. Um, and yeah, the old favorites kind of didn't play as much of a role. Okay. Satisfying ending. Yeah, I was very satisfied by the end of this. Um, so five. Okay. Good mechanics. I'm going to give this one a 3.5 because I do think it had pacing issues. And again, the stuff with like Liesel, I did, I lost, I started losing interest there, but she did manage to bring it back around for me. So like by the end, I was very invested in the story. Okay. Unpredictable. I'm going to give this one a five. I would not okay. call it unpredictable. I feel like it was well plotted in the sense that you, like it, hinted at what it was going to do and it didn't have any like sudden jerking surprises i mean other than like mm -hmm. oh he's a lawnmouth wouldn't necessarily have seen that one coming but also throughout the whole book at least towards most of the end i really wasn't a hundred percent sure that they would find orion alive in the skull of i thought they would i was pretty sure but not sure not sure enough to be not anxious about it and then i was really worried that she would actually have Elle kill Orion because that is how it would play out in quite a few other books like YA books where it's like oh tragedy it's so funny or not funny but you know so heartrending <laughs> um and so I was just really impressed that she didn't go the easy route for like tearjerker moment and actually found a way to plausibly save him so yeah in some ways it was predictable but other ways I do feel like it really I was not sure until it happened what would happen Okay, okay. So that brought your total to 22. And I think you did this on purpose because your total for the entire oh, series is 69. I didn't, but now that you pointed it out. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> so we have for Sarah, 22. And then for this entire one, 69. <laughs> I just spent this entire episode like, theorizing that, that everyone... <laughs> <laughs> that we all are like doing things that we're not doing okay so theme and plot for me on this one it goes down to a three like it, it was average uh well, fuck you then I'm just <laughs> i uh i gotta go with a two for characters i really i was not loving l in this i was not loving any of the other characters it was not holding me satisfying ending i gotta go three again it was it was average i i'm like looking at this and comparing it to your 555 poem for harold the ninth i'm like oh boy okay but that's then okay. again I'm we looking... don't typically like the same things that's okay i'm looking at your numbers and being like what the hell oh i did notice however like me and kim keep our total numbers like pretty close together yours are all over the board on which ones you like and do not like what do you mean <laughs> So if you look at this, I don't have it now, but if you look at, like, my Locked Tombs is 47, my Poppy Wars is 44. If you look at Kim's, her Locked Tombs is 40, her Poppy Wars is 33, like, there isn't a huge difference. And then if we go to yours, we have 69, oh, 17, fuck. 29. <laughs> I, uh, I see so, that like, now. I am consistency, like, like, there are ones I prefer, but, like, usually my consistency is, if it's solid, I'm good. Yeah, you yeah. you are not the same. We are not the same. Okay. Anyways, so good mechanics. I I still gotta go with three. Um, 
You're honestly rating this higher than I was expecting. To be fair, you rated it lower than I was expecting. So, you know. There were points where I was like, if this happens in this book, I will rate this a one. I will tank this fucking score. <laughs> but then she turned it around, so it was fine. I was like, okay, never mind. You had me worried. Again, unpredictability factor there. But, you know, she pulled it through. See, see for me. I, I was having the opposite where I'm like, if she's going to do this, which she did, this is tanking this score for me in it. It did. It did. You just lucked out that I've had like 24 hours to cool down and I'm not as irritated as I was when I finished it. So I'm like, okay, we don't need to like plummet this score, but we're not, we're not exceeding average. Which brings I'm, me then to my I'm unpredictable. So yeah, I, we know. <laughs> we know, Sarah. Uh, Although and to be fair, I, I think my negative reactions are stronger than yours to this book. True. But yes, I'm sorry. And I keep interrupting you. I apologize. It's okay. So I did my unpredictable score at a two with a total uh -huh. of 13 points. It's a lucky number. <laughs> Which brings my total for this series to 55.5. Oh, Kim and the I have exact the exact fucking same as Kim. <laughs> it's almost like you're genetically related or something. I don't something. understand. I don't get it either. <laughs> And yet your series is probably going to win. You I don't know, think you guys you... could both give a ton of points to Harrow or I don't think I don't, I don't think our point... tons of points can overturn your absolute de zero detestation points. of that book. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well maybe not that series, but there is the dragon one. I know you still have averagely. Average. Uh, no, no, you gave it mostly below average. Mostly below average. Uh, the no, first one is average to below average. Look, the only thing the you first gave is fifteen point five, which is more than half of twenty five. Mechanics. The only thing you gave a good score to was mechanics. Well, I, I guess technically in the first one, characters you gave it a three and a half. Yeah. <laughs> You know, it's weird, too, because when I think about it, it's like, I think I actually like the Dragon Republic more than the Poppy War, come to think of it. At the time that we were doing the rating, I was convinced that it was the other way around, so I didn't want my numbers to be too high. So I <laughs> might have accidentally fucked that one. But I also am not going to go back and read the two just to, like, confirm my numbers, so it is what it is. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so, for those who are wondering... Right now, A Deadly Education is still in first place with 69 points. I suspect that is nice. going to be our winning book overall. Second book is The Last Graduate at a 58.5 points. Then The Dragon Republic. Then Getting in the Ninth. Poppy Wars. The Golden Enclaves at 52.5 points. And Harold the Ninth <laughs> only winning Good. or losing by a point five points with 52 points. Harold could have, but man, now I need to go back and change now. <laughs> no, you, it's in cement. Points. And then for the Skolomance, the total overall points for all three of ours, and I don't even know what the sum would be. What's 75 times three? Uh, why would you do this to us while we're recording? <laughs> Like, oh, they're I'm not even gonna math. pretend like I'm gonna do that math. A dollar fifty plus seventy-five. Two hundred and twenty-five. So out of two hundred and twenty-five total points, the Skolomance 
out 180. So that is that is where we stand. What is that? Where's my phone? Are you wanting to know what percentage that is? Yes, obviously. Eighty percent. It got a B. A B. Okay, that's, that's a B something. minus technically. Shut the fuck up, still B. <laughs> Considering <laughs> with your luck, none of the others are going to hit a B. Yeah. <laughs> with her Unless luck, these... you mean with her guidance. <laughs> <laughs> Just going to steer Unless this shit like, down. Do this. Unless it like blows Sarah's mind. I mean, it might, but not like, but like as in a physical aneurysm, not like as in a like figurative, oh, this is amazing. Like have my you, brain is just gonna be like, we can't do this anymore. We're, we're done. Blood everywhere. Have you, have you read the fact of Nona the Ninth? Of course not. It's at my library. Oh, okay. I haven't even picked it up yet. I was okay. actually, I'm going to be honest with you. There was a request on it already. And I didn't tell you because I was like, maybe God willing, it just won't show up. And then I'll just be like pretend i read it and you know guys probably won't even notice right and then like two days after i requested it i thought it had shipped and i was like what the fuck and then it arrived like a day after that and i was like it's like i can't get away i just can't get away i can't get away well on the back, universe is cruel on the back it's got a short little description and it's like an all-known at once is to have a birthday party thrown. I'm like, oh, Sarah is gonna love that. I don't give a shit, Nona. You should just want to be dead in that horrible world. <laughs> How old is Nona? Is okay. she seven? Is this gonna be from the little experience of a child? No, she's it's a gonna teen. be so much fun. Oh, great. It's a teen. I say, oh, great, as if they're not all teens. <laughs> I was gonna say, all they the are all teens. There is world building. We get to see the world. Not that that's going to appease you at this point, even though that's what you said you wanted in the last discussion about it. I wanted a reason to care. If you have to read three books for that to show up, I just don't know. That's the (laughs) next book. Could we? Well, it is kind of. But can we move on now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can move on now. So at least we have Babel to read first. Yep. On that note, our intro and outro music is by Grant Newman and is called The Battle of the Nile from Epidemic Sound. Don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe to Bookpile Banter on Spotify, Amazon Music, iTunes, or whichever platform you listen to your podcasts. We'd love to hear from you on any of our social media platforms, such as Instagram or TikTok. You can find us at book underscore pile underscore banter. You can also support us on bookshop.org. Our link is available via our social media. You can email us at bookpilebanter at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you.